Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living, inspired by the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a spiritual philosophy and practice for self and God realization. Yoga means oneness. Union or unity, and this is the union that occurs when our attention and our awareness consciously rests in our essential spiritual nature. Then we are restored to our original wholeness, body, mind, spirit at one. Yoga is knowing our spiritual nature and living in harmony with it. Today's topic is Keep Growing, Three Essential Practices for Effective Leadership, and it's the second program in the current series on leadership. I'm going to begin with some inspiration from Paramahansa Yogananda. He wrote, Behind the light in every little bulb is a great dynamic current. Behind the light in every little bulb is a great dynamic current. Beneath every little wave is the vast ocean, which has become the many waves. So it is with human beings. God made every person in the divine image and gave each one freedom. But you forgot the source of your being and the unequaled power of God that is an inherent part of you. The possibilities of this world are limitless. The potential progress of humanity is limitless. Those are words of Paramahansa Yogananda. Leadership, by its very nature, requires us to stretch beyond our perceived limits, to keep growing, to continually be willing to grow as we support the growth, and development of others. Paramahansa Yogananda also said that you can help others uh, learn to swim even while you yourself are swimming in the sea of life. So we experience leadership in that way, you know, that we ourselves are growing all the time, stretching ourselves, and yet at the same time we are helping others grow. So today we're going to explore three core practices from the path of Kriya Yoga that can provide us with some helpful tools to develop as effective and inspired leaders. We live in a world of fast and constant change where sometimes uh, it can seem overwhelming to simply keep up, let alone 
get ahead. Yet, as Parmansaji noted, there is within us all infinite support, infinite power, infinite knowledge, infinite inspiration, infinite potential. So how to stay in touch with that is going to be our focus for today. And we'll look at some time-tested practices that are invaluable for keeping our cool when situations heat up, staying inspired over time, and lastly, truly enjoying what we do. And before we dive into our uh, first topic of keeping our cool when situations heat up, let's take a moment to meditate together. One life, one power, one presence, infinite, omnipresent, omniscient. Everywhere present at all times, all-powerful, boundless existence surrounds us and indwells us, is our support, the source of all inspiration, guidance, and renewal. So in this moment, let's simply open our hearts and our minds this divine presence within us. We begin with the intention to do that, recognizing that as there is only one reality, we are meditating in that. We are not trying to reach it. It already is where we are. So we simply acknowledge that divine presence and turn our attention to it. Now, in order to turn our attention to it, we need to remove our attention from thought activity that flits across the mind. And so we can use our breath as a tool to turn our attention within and to allow the restless thoughts in the mental field to settle by themselves, and they will. So use your breath now as a tool to focus your attention. Simply observe your inhalation. And as you breathe in, feel that you're pulling your attention within, that you're diving into the ocean of infinite consciousness that is within you. And as you breathe out, feel that you relax and let go. That your awareness is expanding and expanding. When we become quiet, we notice thoughts settle. And we touch that peace that is within us that emanates from our essence of being. Let that peace now fill your mind, fill your heart, fill your body. And before we conclude, decide, consciously decide to abide in this peace throughout your day and to let it overflow as a blessing for all beings everywhere. With that short meditation, we just had a little taste of the primary practice for effective leadership. This is the practice that will prove especially helpful for keeping your cool when situations or other people around you heat up. 
you know, it's an important question for us. How is it possible to remain non-reactive, to keep our emotions in check? You know, when we care deeply about something or when the stakes are high, how can we stay clear and cool so that we can make good good decisions in tense situations? How can we have the insight to remain truthful and avoid harming others with our thoughts, our words, or our deeds. I think that true leaders, those who uplift humanity, and that is my definition. You know, someone may, may lead, take others to a certain definition take others to a certain place of achievement or accomplishment. But if that accomplishment does not uplift humanity from my perspective, they are not uh, true leaders. So I am defining true leaders as those who uplift humanity, those who inspire others to be all they can be, who contribute to awakened conscious living and make the world a more just and peaceful place for all. Regardless of the sphere of practice or influence, those leaders must have and will have a spiritual foundation because there is only one reality in which we are all connected, in which we live and move and have our being. So a true leader with serving uh, humanity is going to be connected in that ground of being and have um, a spiritual foundation for their leadership. They're going to be drawing from that, and I, I will um, say that's a capital T, that, which is beyond the level of ego or individual personality. No matter how charismatic the leader is, they, they have to draw from that, which is beyond their charisma, beyond their personality. So a superconscious meditation is the skill that allows us to access the infinite inspiration within us beyond the level of personality. It helps us also to clear the mind so that we can more readily discern what is true, what is helpful or necessary in a given situation. I've noticed that um, so many leaders today in all walks of life and particularly in high-stress uh, business spheres are practicing meditation. And they often um, begin it as a tool for stress reduction, you know, just taking a break um, from their meetings, um, from their computer, and, and learning how to relieve stress. But more and more um, meditation is being used in the workplace as a tool for tapping into higher creativity. Creativity. Uh, someone sent me some information this week, a uh, story about Steve Jobs, the um, you know, which who is known, of course, as the highly creative inventor, entrepreneur, and co-founder of Apple Computer. Um, and this, he he was known as someone who paid. Uh, a lot of attention to detail, and evidently that trait remained with him uh, even until his uh, final exit from this uh, earth realm. And a colleague told of how Jobs planned his memorial service, and that part of it was preparing a gift for everyone who attended the memorial. And this gift was put into a small, plain, brown box. And inside that box was the spiritual classic by Paramahansa Yogananda, the book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. And the executive that I heard telling the story about how Jobs had given this to everyone, he, he, he felt that it was a very clear message that, okay, here's the heart of it. Here's what really matters. What really matters, the fellow said, is self-actualization. And the, the message in that book, of course, the autobi- autobiography of a yogi is that we are here to awaken. And the core of that is self-realization, to realize the truth of our being and learn how to live in harmony with it. And when we're living in harmony with the truth of our being, when we're awake, we know that truth. Then, of course, that, that, Living in harmony with that truth is self-actualization. And superconscious meditation is really our primary tool for that. Superconscious meditation 
is the conscious abidance in our essential nature. It's our attention and awareness resting in that which we are in our essential spiritual nature. So it is beyond mind, beyond words and thoughts. When we begin our meditation practice, of course, we can use the mind, but ultimately superconscious meditation takes us beyond mind. Superconscious meditation is known in yoga practice as samadhi, which means to bring together completely. And this again is bringing our attention and our awareness together to rest in our essential nature. It means that um, we are not letting our attention flow out and be involved with sensory uh, phenomena or be engaged with a subjective phenomena or the contents of the mind, but we have restrained the mind initially, focusing it on a, a single point and then allowing the contents of the metal field to settle so that we can rest uh, consciously in the clear experience of our essential nature. We, we find the definition of superconscious meditation in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, the second sutra, Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodaha, that yoga is the conscious uh, restraint or control of the modifications in the mental field or the fluctuations of the mind. And um, that doesn't mean that we try to stop our thoughts. It simply means that we use a technique that allows the mind to focus. And once the mind focuses on one thing, the thoughts will be restrained through that first step of concentration, and they will resolve back to their origins, and the mental field will become clear. And then the third sutra uh, tells us that when that happens, tada drashtu swarupe vashtanam, then the seer abides in its own form. Seer is a capital S, and that is our essential nature as the witness, as the seer, as the super-conscious, ever-conscious, ever-aware presence. And that is what we are. So super-conscious meditation is abiding in our essential nature. Then the seer abides in its own form. And the, the next sutra uh, the fourth sutra, Vritti Sarupyam Itratra, tells us that otherwise, if we are not anchored in our essential nature, then our awareness tends to conform with the fluctuations in the mind, meaning simply that we get involved with our thoughts, um, with our perceptions, with sensory phenomena, and we tend to identify with it. So instead of remembering that the infinite allness of divine reality is our nature, we begin to identify ourselves um, with the roles that we play, with the experiences that we're having in our emotions or or our body. You know, we think, uh, I am the boss, or um, I am the manager, or uh, I'm happy, or I'm unhappy, all the ways in which we limit the self. So superconscious meditation is the way that we free ourselves from that limitation. And freeing ourselves from that limitation helps us, of course, expand our consciousness and be able to then be in any given situation um, with that expansive quality. If we are not identified with uh, the ego, with the qualities of the mind, or with the roles that we play, when situations get difficult, we, we have um, a more a generous, a more expansive perspective that we can bring. And we're not so likely to get 
triggered. We get triggered when we're attached and when we're identified. And we can, we can learn, we can discern, we can watch this, but we can know that meditation really helps us have that, uh, broader perspective that we can bring into any situation that allows us to listen more deeply and then to respond rather than to react. You're listening to the Yoga Hour series on leadership, and today's topic is Keep Growing. We're looking at three essential practices for spiritual growth and effective leadership. When we come back from the break, we'll explore um, more about how to stay inspired over time. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien. Today's program is part of the series on leadership, and we're looking at some spiritual practices from the tradition of Kriya Yoga that can support our growth as leaders, help us to stay cool, inspired, and enjoying what we do over time. In the first segment, we were looking at um, how to stay cool 
and uh, reflecting on the practice of superconscious meditation as the principal tool for that. But I'll probably be repeating in each segment that whether we're trying to stay cool, stay inspired, or enjoy what we do, meditation is really the foundation for all of it. Uh, in this segment, we're going to look at how do we stay uh, inspired. And true to what I just said, I'm going to say that meditation um, is really the principal key for that. Because um, as I mentioned in the first segment, even with um, many entrepreneurs and business leaders today who've uh, discovered meditation for stress reduction, it's now being taught um, to leaders in uh, companies as a way of opening to creativity. You know, things are changing so fast uh, in our uh, world that it really isn't possible to keep up with all of the information that's available to us on uh, in, in any given day. Um, and so we, we have to lead from a different place. And of course, that's the most powerful form of leadership is to be able to lead from the essence of being from the divine reality that is within. We do need to be informed in our field and we do need to stay in touch, but we need more than staying in touch with developments outside of us. We need a way to stay informed and inspired um, from within us. And uh, meditation is the foundation for that as well. Because as I mentioned in the first segment, when we meditate, we actually, the goal is to meditate super consciously, meaning, super meaning above and beyond conscious ordinary mind. We want to open to the infinite. And this is the source of Wisdom. This is the source of inspiration. Now, we, it's important not to meditate to try to solve a problem because that's just going to be uh, what I call a thinkathon, you know, sitting down and uh, trying to think our way through something. And that generally um, won't bring fresh insight. What we want as um, innovative leaders, as inspired and creative leaders, is really to have um, something fresh come to us, something inspired. And that that comes um, from the source that is within us. But in order to access that, we have to get beyond mind and we have to clear our mind. And that's what meditation does for us. So, the way we experience that is to meditate on a regular basis, and then not during, but after meditation, to spend some time um, just using our creative imagination, just opening to possibility, really then just kind of letting your purified and inspired mind um, roam and um, let yourself be open to insights that will come. And they frequently will come in that time after meditation, sometimes not um, while you're still sitting. You know, most people um, have had the experience from time to time of the inspiration that they need, the answer that they need, you know, coming in the shower. <laughs> and, you know, why is that? Because we're relaxed and um, we're, we're open. And when we're relaxed and open, the inspiration comes. But the inspiration will come more predictably when you meditate on a regular basis, which is, you know, every day, and you're um, purifying the mental field through superconscious meditation, you're opening uh, to infinite uh, inspiration and potential. And then that insight will, will trickle uh, into the mental field at some time um, during uh, the day, during the week, uh, insight will come. And one of the keys is to expect it to come. So we, we understand that because we are emanations of this one reality that is called by many names, Spirit, God, Father, Mother, because we are emanations of that, 
The qualities of that divine reality indwell us at the soul level of our being. So that the wisdom of the divine is already uh, within us. And so we are not so much looking for inspiration as something that we gather outside of us, but something to be released from within us. So as a leader, you know, when you are looking uh, to identify, you know, what is my next step? What is it that I need to bring to this situation um, for a breakthrough to lift up those that I'm uh, serving with? You know, one of the first um, things that we want to do is, you know, run to the internet or run to a book on leadership. But um, to develop as a true leader, the place you really want to run is inside and get quiet and get still and expect, expect, this is the key, because this is based on knowing the truth of your being. Expect that the infinite wisdom is going to unfold within you and be receptive to that and it will come something fresh will come the answer will come sometimes it will come right after your meditation when you're simply um reflecting on the situation um or sometimes it will come as i said in the shower or later in the day when you're simply relaxed and open so meditation is that principal practice for staying open to inspiration being inspired over time being inspired and not tired, you know, letting yourself be renewed on a daily basis. And one of the other um, practices uh, from the tradition of Kriya Yoga um, that is really helpful for staying inspired is to keep high company, to keep the company of saints and sages, people who inspire you. Hang out with leaders. Hang out with um, people whose consciousness is elevated. Now, at the foundation of the tradition, the spiritual tradition of yoga, we have the guru-shishya relationship, guru-disciple or teacher-student relationship, where one studies with and learns from a master teacher. And this is certainly a way that we stay inspired. You know, we get to observe someone who's living the teachings and watch, you know, watch, learn and watch. And that inspires us because we see, you know, how it becomes manifest and how it becomes possible for us. And every true spiritual teacher, every true spiritual master will say that which is in me as a spiritual leader, as a spiritual master, is in you. The same God is in me and in you. The same potential is within you. So when you study with a guru, that is the message that is given. And you, you see the practices demonstrated. You see what it looks like when a person has a life of steadfast uh, dedication uh, to the teachings. And of course, to you know, fully benefit from that uh, relationship, we have to develop our discernment. You know, we have to learn how to quiet the mind, how to tune in at a deeper level, and uh, develop uh, attunement. And in fact, in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, in the first chapter, the 37th verse, um, Patanjali lists um, contemplation of the consciousness of the mind of a saint or sage as a way that we can um, clear our own minds and um, overcome the obstacles to superconscious meditation. So, so he recommends this as a tool <clears throat> for meditation. This is uh, Sutra 137, contemplation on one who is free from attachments, a person who can stabilize the mind. So contemplation 
of a saint or a sage, someone with higher consciousness, someone who is liberated, someone who is free from ego drives, someone whose mind is absorbed in peace within. When we contemplate the consciousness of that person, we can actually tune in to it. Here's some commentary on that verse by the yogi sage Baba Haridas. Bitarag are those yogis who are free from the coloring of desires in their minds. It is the vairagya, the dispassionate state of a yogi, and it refers to one who is free from all egocentric desires and attachments. Such a yogi is established in a peaceful state of mind because the restlessness caused by desires in the mind is finished. In contemplating on a vitaraga yogi, the mind of the seeker achieves peace. That person sees the pain and suffering caused by egocentric desires on the one hand, and on the other hand, experiences the peace free from all desires. The mind gets absorbed in that peace and thus becomes stable. At the same time, the mind develops dispassion for the worldly objects of the senses. In this way, the obstacles to sadhana or spiritual practice and their accompanying symptoms are overcome. So, this says, tune into the consciousness of a sage, someone who is free from being driven by the ego. And, you know, if we're fortunate to have a guru, to know someone who is established in that freedom, we study with them, we observe them. But you don't only have to have a guru in order to experience this. You know, there are so many um, scriptures available to us. There are, are books by awakened spiritual leaders that you can study. And so study is another way that we can stay inspired. And, you know, not just um, books on how to be effective leaders, but study the scriptures, study the essence of it, so that the wisdom that is within that is grounded in that truth can be revealed. In the teachings of Kriya Yoga, this practice is called Swadhyaya, study of scripture, um, but more completely, it is study of the nature of consciousness. And so besides meditation, this is the next key practice for how we stay inspired. We remember what we are. We learn how to connect with that. We study the lives and the teachings of those um, divine souls who um, are shining their light uh, into the world. And with Swadaya, we study ourselves. In other words, we learn what works. We learn how we can actually change and grow. So we study, we put the study into practice, and then we observe, you know, is this working? Is it working or not? You know, how, how am I, how am I feeling? How, um, how clear is my mind? How conscious is my response? And so we we study ourselves, you know, in yoga, the, the depths of yoga practice occur in the laboratory of our own bodies and minds. You know, this is the temple of the living God, our own body and mind, our own consciousness. So this is where we study and we find out what works. We don't simply just uh, study the life of someone else and then try to uh, imitate it. We emulate, we desire to become um, our own expression of um, that uh, quality of, of leadership. Um, but that takes self-observation. 
self-correction and learning how it is that something works for us or doesn't work, learning how to make course corrections. So at the crux of this is uh, another uh, associated practice, which is, of course, self-discipline. And I want to conclude this segment by saying, you know, self-discipline isn't simply... um, you know, correcting ourselves um, when we make uh, mistakes. But I like to think of self-discipline as learning to live in harmony with the self. You know, so many people have a negative idea of what self-discipline is. They think of it as some kind of self-punishment. But think of self-discipline as doing what pleases the soul. And if you want to stay inspired, self-discipline, doing what pleases your soul is got to be essential. And this touches every area of our life. Um, what we eat, what we take into the body to um, help us stay strong and healthy, pleasing the soul. What we think, um, thinking positive thoughts so that we can express ourselves well, pleasing the soul. When we return from the break, we're going to talk about the last part, how to truly enjoy what we do. What I desire for myself, I desire for all beings. There is only one presence and one power at work in the universe. As I align myself with this truth, I set in motion ripples of peace, harmony, and abundance throughout the world. In a quiet time of prayer, I center my thoughts on the perfect peace within me. There is no lack, no separation, only the wholeness of peace. I affirm aloud, I am peace. You are peace. We are peace. I rest for a moment feeling my heart expand as peace radiates from me. I envision a world in which all beings live in harmony, free from lack, free from violence, and at peace. One by one, each of us creates this peace for all. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. spirituality into your own hands bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path do you cross the boundary between religion and science or between religions themselves do you like a dose of humor with your truth seeking if you answered yes you're what we call a holy rascal join rabbi rami shapiro for how to be a holy rascal wednesdays at 11 a.m central Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org and we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien and today we've been exploring the topic of how to grow as leaders, what we can do to keep our cool when things around us are heating up, how we can stay inspired over time. And our last uh, topic in this segment is how to truly enjoy what we do. 
the foundation for enjoying what we do is um, paradoxically, I think, duty. And that word duty is not one that um, has a particularly inspiring ring, uh, I think, particularly for those in the West. The thought of duty is often seen, um, for Westerners anyway, as being contrary to freedom, you know, to um, duty is seen like something we have to do. We may not want to do it, but somehow we're forced by um uh, others or society that, you know, duty is something we should do and, you know, might not be something we want to do. So often um, it's seen as contrary to freedom, which um, people are looking at as doing, you know, what we want. But the spiritual teachings of yoga um, present duty with a deeper meaning that connects to living with purpose. Now, that phrase, living with purpose, is one that people can resonate with. Um, the idea, you know, that we are all here according to divine purpose, we have a divine destiny, people can resonate with that. But I just want to make the connection there and say, okay, you know, that purpose, that divine destiny, that's your duty. And interestingly enough, at the heart of that is where freedom is to be found. Because that is um, the freedom of surrender. And by surrender, um, in the yoga tradition, we mean giving up the illusion of being on our own, you know, giving up the false identity um, of being confined, you know, to the ego self, but letting go into the infinite and understanding that we are here according to divine purpose. And so duty in yoga relates to dharma, and dharma translates as the way of righteousness. Uh, dharma means um, also um, support or purpose, and so it is that there is an overarching order in life, a dharma of life, um, a purpose to life, and that purpose for us as human beings is to fulfill our potential, to awaken to the truth of what we are. That is everyone's dharma, to uh, awaken to our divine identity and then to live in harmony uh, with it. Now, Besides this overarching dharma, there is our individual dharma, our individual purpose, you know, that is suited to our responsibilities in life, to our temperament, to our talents, to our experience. And this is our svadharma or our individual um, path, our individual unique purpose. So overarching purpose and then individual purpose. Whatever we do at that individual level, of course, has to be tuned into and serving the greater purpose. And that is going to bring us the most joy in life. Because we are one with the infinite, one with all of life, we cannot expect that we will do work in life that is harmful um, to others, harmful to the planet, harmful to ourselves, and find joy in it. I mean, there could be, of course, some uh, temporary misguided joy in some uh, kind of um, material gain that can come from something that is at cross-purposes with life itself. But ultimately, that will fail because it has um, a false premise. So in order to truly enjoy what we do, we have to truly enjoy life. And that is understanding our oneness with all of life and doing something then that contributes um, to awakening, uh, awakening of our planet and our own awakening. And then discovering our individual purpose, um, 
You know, I find that sometimes people uh, really struggle with this. You know, they want to know, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And my experience with that is that we are never far from our divine purpose um, because it is an expression, you know, of of who, who we are uniquely. It's who we've always been. So, you know, if you wonder, uh, what it is you're, you're here to do, you know, don't think of it, you know, so much as like, what is the job that you're supposed to do? No. Think of what are those qualities, those divine qualities that, that you have always expressed, that they, that have always been, um, with you, you know, since you were a child, you know, people will reflect back to you. Well, you know, as a child, you know, you were always helping others or as a child, you know, you were always making everybody in the family laugh or, you know, you were very, um, studious, you know, whatever those, qualities were, it's likely that those qualities are still with you. I mean, it's possible they may have gone underground, but you know what they are. And so your unique soul's purpose is going to be connected to those very qualities that uh, were with you from the beginning. And when you begin to serve in ways that those qualities can grow and express, um, you will find joy because you yourself will come alive. The theologian Howard Thurman said, don't ask what the world needs, rather ask what makes you come alive. Then go and do it because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And that coming alive is really being in touch with our inner joy. Joy is a quality of the soul. It's innate to our being. So we don't get happiness and joy as a result of what we do. It's what we bring with us all the time. Joy, ananda, or bliss is a divine quality within us. So we want to stay in touch with that joy. And I'm going to go back to the first segment again and say, you know, meditation is a way of staying in touch with that joy. Study is a way of staying in touch with that joy. Study yourself. Um, learn how to take your joy pulse. You know, learn how to be aware of where you are experiencing um, your bliss and where you lose it and learn how to return to it. So self-discipline, self-care is going to be a really important part of being able to um, stay joyful through time because you can't um, do very well with um, being joyful if you're if you're tired and um, burned out so you want to be able to stay in touch um, with that joy that is within you and feeling uh, rested and well nourished relaxed is um, it isn't a luxury. Let me put it that way. It's not a luxury. If you want to lead or if you are in a leadership role and that is what your dharma is, then you must learn how to take care of yourself in a very deep way so that you can be available to your joy because it is that joy that will help you lead and help you inspire others. Um, Bharamansa Yogananda's guru Sri Yukteswar said, a sad saint is a sad saint. <laughs> and so I would paraphrase and say, a sad leader is a sad leader. In other words, um, you know, a very important part of leadership is uh, the magnetic attraction that leaders have that can um, help people be inspired by the vision that they have. Um, 
um, and, and, and can help them connect to people. But it is that joy. It is the soul that um, people are connected to. So you want to be able to stay uh, connected to your own joy. Learn how to take your joy pulse on a regular basis. How am I, how am I feeling? You know, am I staying in touch with what inspires me? Do I feel, um, inspired? Am I able to bring a smile to my day today? that can overflow as kindness and compassion. These are all qualities that will emanate from the joy that is within us. And it has been my joy to share this yoga hour with you today to look at how do we keep growing as leaders. I want to close with um, just a reminder um, that the path All of our paths in life, whatever we do, and especially as leaders, there's going to be ups and downs to it. So it's critical to be steadfast. Be steadfast and don't give up on your dream. Many years ago, I was in uh, Ireland and I stayed on a little family farm. And one morning I was having a conversation with the farmer And uh, he was telling me about his two sons, and he said, you know, one of them was going to take over the business, uh, the family farming business, and and the other one was not, even though he had wanted both sons to do it. And he said, the other one could not be a farmer because he didn't have a farmer's heart. And he said, you know, sometimes you will plant a whole crop and it will rain so much that the wheat will simply become waterlogged and moldy and spoil and you have to turn it all under. And if you have a farmer's heart, you know that there will be another season. And so let us remember that we can all have a leader's heart that we can stay through to the next season, being steadfast on our path of sharing our joy as leaders. Um, to enroll in my upcoming online course and learn more about these practices, you can visit csecenter.org. Click on the button on the homepage for Live the Eternal Way Spiritual Practice Class. Next week's Yoga Hour will welcome Mary Lynn Fitton, founder of the Yoga Art of Yoga Project, and will look at the importance of mentoring in leadership. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour at iTunes. Let your friends know about it. I'll be with you next week. Remember to let your inner light shine into the world and share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed you don't know where to turn. These days it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 